this, like, there's definitely some things I can see in Halo 2 that I would enjoy, like the vehicles. Well, you know, I don't know if those are in Halo 2, but they're in 3. Okay. This is Rocket Punch, episode 13. I am your host, Phil D. Monkey. This is my accomplice, Wing Zero. And, uh, this is our podcast. <sighs> I already know that, though. We've been warning you guys over and over again that if you didn't tell us something very bad to review, we would find it. And we lo- found, yeah, the cream lo- of the crap. <laughs> lo and behold, it's something very popular today. We're going to be reviewing Lucky Star, and is this going to be... This like, is going to be the comparison for Halo 3 and uh, Team, Fortress, guess, Team 2. Fortress 2. That's they're, a- very bo- they're both very different in presentation, but the core gameplay is probably basically... That's different. true. So, first of all, let's start off with some news, as long as I'm feeling depressed over reviewing Lucky Star. God, we need to watch some Simpsons after this podcast. Well, I can't get... Just to get that stuff out of my head, it's so bad. George... Uh, so, you know, George Carlin passed away last Sunday. Very, very sad. Very news. sad. The man who basically redefined what comedy was in our society. And if you don't know who we're talking about, shame on you. Go on YouTube. Look up the seven dirty words. Or the seven words? Yeah, the, ah, something like that. It's... It's a shame that I don't know specifically what it is, but you... When's the first time you listened to Carlin? Um, even growing up, he's, it seems like he's been around forever, so to have him all of a sudden be gone, it's kind of a it's shock, weird. you know? When I was in fourth grade, I, was, I went on a, uh, a trip down to Florida, about, uh, that was about, in, by a car, that was about 20 hours. Right. I, on the way back, I was so, going so insane, my dad put the, in this tape... Of Carlin, right? Oh man, I just lost it, and I've been in love with. I just love everything about him. His political statements, his statements about society. Yeah, he was like uh, he said uh, they call America the you know the uh, they call it the American dream because you gotta be you gotta be asleep to believe it. True. <laughs> so let's go through some real news and. Let's well, that to... is real news, but we have to like I know like it's Carlin. About. It's important. If you, yeah, I'm like you have to have heard. If you're hearing this for the first time from a video gaming and animation podcast, well, I, you're kind of. <sighs> uh, so I don't know what to say. Let's let's do something happy from it before we go on with the news. Happy news, happy stuff. And Small Man Productions presents Man Getting Hit by Football in Grind. Ding. Oh, my groin. Oh, we feel better. <laughs> we saw that like 20 times before this. This is, that was... Give that man the $10,000. That's made me feel so much better that's after watching we, it. That's all we could do to keep ourselves like sane after watching Lucky So, the Saturn Awards, the science fiction awards show, just recently came out and animation got a lot of awards. Was this the first award show of this kind? No, this has been going on for a long while. Like, well, I've never heard of it. Really? That's why I asked. Um, Ratatouille won two awards, one for Best Animated Film, and Brad Bird, the director and writer, won for Best Writer. Enchanted won for Best Fantasy Film, and the actress Amy Adams, who won for Best Actress, and was also awarded for Best Music. Family Guy Blue Harvest won for Best Presentation on TV. Really? Yeah. Really? Did you hear about Family Guy? Family, I've heard, I've what? Heard no, 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 no. Family Guy. The TV. What is? 
it's the Emmys. Yeah. What they did was that they submitted two things. They submitted Blue Harvest, the Star Wars special, and they submitted another episode. But instead of submitting it for animated series, they submitted it for TV shows. Hmm. So, I don't know, that covers two things. Well, like, it's the first time one, it's the first time an animated comedy has gone up against... Well, like actual shows? Live action live... shows, yes. Well, I, I don't know if that's because live action shows are becoming worse or because animation is getting no, better. No, it's just, it's a but... good thing for animation. It's just, it doesn't matter if, of the quality of the show, as long as it's getting this kind of respect. You know, that's good. I mean, we don't uh, get enough award shows and, you know, awards given out for animated stuff. Um, so, in other news, ADV Films has begun auctioning off surplus office supplies. Because they have no one to use them. Well, they're also laying off people. Yeah, that's that's true. They're, They've been hitting financial hard times. Like, much of the country, but, you know, them specifically. Them, they, they haven't... They've had a lot of deals fall out of them. I think I've mentioned this over and over again. Didn't they have Girl in the Gun? They had it, but they lost the rights to it because they... They sat fell, on it too long? No, no, no. They fell out on a deal with the company they got it from. Hmm. So um, that's as much animation news as I have. Wing Zero? Uh, two, two or three video game things happened this week. Uh, remember that Mega Man rumor that you said, uh, like, hey, why are you talking about rumors? You know, last week? Well, it's yeah. true. Mega Man 9 coming out uh, later this year, and it's only going to be a download game. Downloadable for the Steam, for Xbox, for PlayStation? For, for the PlayStation Store, the Wii, uh, the Wii Shop channel, and uh, the Xbox Marketplace. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, but I don't know, I'm kind of... I guess I'm getting old, but I'm sad that I'm not going to be able to actually own a hard copy of this. Well, do you want some kind of crappy box art to compensate? Do you want someone to make Mega Man 9 box art in the same vein as the Mega Man 1 and 2 box exactly. art? Exactly. I want Mega Man to look like a retarded soccer goalie, and I want him to be photorealistic. Perfect. <laughs> someone, did, someone on the internet, get up on that. Start working. And uh, some information has been released about this. It got confirmed through uh, Nintendo Power that, uh, first thing, it's going to be hard. It's going to be just as hard as the old ones, they're saying. They're hard games. And that's good, though. I mean, like, I think games nowadays, hard mode on games is normal to me. I always usually start on hard, and then, like, very hard is hard, you know? And then normal is easy, you know? Because games, I think, have just gotten much... They've become more... It's become more of the casual audience that plays video games, so they yeah, make that system. It's more mainstream, I can understand that. But uh, going back to the basics, that's good. Uh, the main thing about it is it's going to be eight bit, not yeah. They're that going backwards. That surprised me because they had there was Mega Man Eight was the PlayStation game that had the fairly cartoony graphics, right? Right. Seven was also on Super Nintendo, and that looked a lot like Mega Man X, and you know for graphic wise. Well, but it was still very cartoony. Right. Right. So what do they have? They had those two. They had Mega Man and Base. The Zero games were on Game Boy Advance. Those were the Zero games were much more on the Mega Man X. Right, right, right. But uh, going back, they said uh, that they're doing this to please fans. And I don't know what to think about that. On one, thing, on one hand, I think it's awesome. I love old school games. And remember when I was talking about Wario, uh, WarioWare Shake? Yes. Um, or Wario Land. Wario Land Shake. I was like, hell yeah, finally another platformer. And, uh, you know, I'm like, because it looked really good. And now I'm kind of like, well, you know, I'm getting what I'm asking for. But is Capcom just being lazy and reusing sprites and stuff? Or is it because they want to please the fans? How much is the Mega Man 9 going to cost? 
Um, probably like ten, fifteen dollars. That's not I, bad. That's not. I'm I'm guessing because if you look at uh, the WiiWare, the most expensive game I saw in there was like ten bucks, twelve dollars, twenty dollars. Really? What do they have on the Maybe it, was, it felt like Crystal uh, Crystal Crystal uh, Chronicles. Crystal, my life as a king was twenty dollars. I right? think I thought that was fifteen, but in that in that range, I could never. Well, ever the thing about I bought it, and the thing to note about that is that it was about ten dollars worth of extras that you actually need to get the full gameplay experience. Right, and I think that's complete bull. Like you can buy you can buy certain classes and stuff like, like no, that. Like right? no, you have to buy certain races. You can't. All you have are humans unless you buy the extras. Well, that's not. That's like having a Final Fantasy without Moogles or Chocobos and stuff like that. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. I don't know. That just seems like a marketing plan. Uh, as far as download content, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be one game. Release it, Mega Man Nine. Here's your 8-bit Nintendo hack, and just you know, run with it and have fun. And uh, I'm really, I'm really glad about this. I haven't played a good platformer in a long time. Uh, other information on that is it's being made by the guys who did the. First three Mega Man X games and the Zero series. Nice. So that is they, you know, that's that's very good news. Have you uh, have you beaten ZX Advent? I have not. I haven't had time lately. If you have, be, uh, do end up beating the game. There is an eight bit version of the game that you can play, and uh, it's down in it's in there as an unlockable. So like this team, they know what they're doing. They can they can still make the older games as long as it's hard. I don't care, you know. Yeah. And uh, they're saying they're trying to make it better than Mega Man 2. And all I have to say is good luck with that. That's a, that's a worthy challenge. That's a pretty lofty aspiration to try and fill. Another thing, uh, next piece of news. Sony has reportedly lost over $3 billion on their PlayStation 3 system. And that is a lot of money. I understand that Sony is this you know huge you know company, but uh, I don't know. It's just... I can't imagine... Like, three, mil- three million? Three billion. Three billion. Yeah. that seems like Trump change to a company like Sony. Yeah, they're pretty damn big. Um, it's I, I don't think it's even just the cost of the systems. Like, they've been trying to push Blu-ray stuff like crazy. And well, sure the Blu-ray is... The, it, it's a very... It's important now that it's going to be, be the next generation it's the home entertainment standard, system. Yeah. I don't know, it's just an interesting note. Like, uh, I still think Microsoft is actually losing money on their system. As far as I know, Nintendo is the only uh, company that makes money on... What makes you say this? It's just the components in order to make these systems. Like, obviously, the PlayStation 3 has the cell processor, which is fairly new technology and costs a lot to make. Like, it costs them, like, $800 to produce a PlayStation 3, but, you know, yet they're selling them $400, $500, $600, or whatever SKU that you actually buy. And, uh... Like Microsoft, it's less so, but uh, I I, don't, I can't imagine them making all that money much money out of the box. With Nintendo, they took already existing technology and just amplified it, and they knew what they were working with. So the things that they made it with don't cost a lot of money. Okay. Uh, let's see. On to the next thing. Uh, a new Castlevania game has been announced for the Nintendo Wii. Oh boy, and, Castlevania! And you don't like Castlevania? No, I'm just like. Use this franchise that Wing Zero loves and will bring to his deathbed. Well, I, I'm not a huge Castlevania fan. And why are we? Why is this big news? Why is it? A- PS3 loses three billion dollars. Mega Man Nine. This isn't. This is going because from- nothing's happened. This is the news. This is what people want to hear. So anyway, Castlevania. It's going to be a fighting game on the Nintendo Wii, and it's going to be 3D. And uh, uh, before this, I don't know who the creator of. Uh, 
of uh, Castlevania is, but uh, he was like, you know what? I don't think I'm ever gonna have a Castlevania game on the Wii because it's like, what am I gonna do? Are you gonna you gonna flick the controller to whip? Wouldn't that be like really well, tiring? You just, don't you just need to make the same dynamic that made most Castlevania games work? Just exactly. make it a two D side scroller, or just go the Metroid Prime route? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he could go that way. He actually mentioned how Metroid Prime, you know, kind of inspired him how he might be able to do it, but uh, because. I, Using a whip in the same style of a first-person shooter would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I could see that going. Hopefully he actually makes a traditional game. Um, you're going to be able to be characters like, obviously, Dracula, Alucard, and, uh, you know, Simon Belmont, all those all those cool Castlevania characters. I'm hoping for some of the, for that main guy from Circle of the Moon, but as of now, like, I wouldn't, no way would I buy this. It doesn't look like it's going to be that great of a game, but, you know, wait and see. What can I say about it? All right. All right. That's uh, about it. Yeah, well, there's no more news that I can All think of. All right. for another week or two. Then um, let's move on to our main review. From uh, 2007, we are reviewing Lucky Star, recently re- released in America. It's been fairly popular among the anime community. God knows why. <laughs> it has been compared to Seinfeld, that is the anime about nothing. Now, before I go into some kind of witty retort or insult, let's discuss what Which would be we- easy. It would yes. be very easy to Let's make fun of this. Us, Filthy Monkey and Wing Zero, discuss why we like Seinfeld. Because that's something that we can obviously say we enjoy. Wing Zero, why do you enjoy Seinfeld? I enjoy Seinfeld because they take a uh, boring situation and they skew it and kind of like flip your expectations on what would actually happen and uh, kind of build on that. You know, all the characters are very well fleshed out. Like, they're very developed. They're yeah, very... They're... Everyone... One thing I like is that everyone is an asshole in one way or another in Seinfeld, mm-hmm. and that's usually their downfall in their situation. There's one little thing that you wouldn't give a shit about unless you were completely full of yourself. Right, and they all play off each other extremely well. It's, because they are because they all don't give a shit. Right, right, right. And they all basically hate each other. Yeah, they may not say it, but you know they hate and each other. And they're all developed in other ways. Like, there's George, who's the neurotic. Yeah. <laughs> there's Love George. And there's Jerry, who's just the everyman, along with... Like, George and Elaine are kind of the everyman, as opposed to uh, George and Kramer, who are more of the wacky, out-there guys. And then, like, Newman would be... Like, Newman... He's also kind of wacky and out-there, but he's, uh, he's like, when they need another character, they pull him in. Oh, yeah, of course. And... Like, you have... They're all very well-developed. They all always have, like, a plot that, even if it's about nothing... It's like they have reasons to say, here's the plot, this is why you should be interested, because we're going to present it to you in this perspective. Right, like they'll have uh, George, like here's an example, George is sitting down and he's like, you know, I have the same food every day at this restaurant and I always hate it, and then my day goes terrible, and he's like, well, if everything you do is bad, then the opposite must be right, and he's like, you're right, I'm gonna order tuna, and I'm gonna order this... And I'm gonna get that, and I'm gonna talk to this girl, and he tells everything that, the opposite. Yeah, he tells that woman, it's like, hi, I'm George, I'm bald, I'm thirty something years old, and I live with my parents. It's like, hi, I'm this person. I'm and, very attractive to bald, bald men who are pathetic. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that and is also, awesome. And there's also episodes in the earlier seasons where there's just like three acts taking place in the same within the time span of 
well, 20 or 30 minutes. Like the Chinese, like the Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah. Where they're just like, all these, they're in line and all these people are going in front of them. Right. And, and, it's, and it's good writing, but this isn't the Seinfeld podcast. Uh, I podcast. wish it. But the reason I bring this up is because Lucky Star attempts to do this, but... Fails. Fails. So bad. And the worst part is that it thinks it's doing it correctly. <laughs> it doesn't acknowledge that it's doing anything like, wrong. First of all, we're gonna call up. We're gonna call up who these characters are. There's the only character's name who I can remember, who's Kanata, who is the blue-haired, anorexic nerd who spends her time online and watching anime. And that's that's her hook. That's her hook. And also, she's kind of a dick. And there's no character development for her. And she's just a dick consistently through a whole series, and yet she gains like a group of like I don't know eight, ten other girls. And then that there's are her. her friends. Then there's her other friends. The bitch, her sister, the stupid, their other friend, the klutzy, the apathetic, the happy, the sad, the shy, the foreigner, the dick, and Doc. Ah, it's Doc was my favorite. I like Doc. Doc is good. He was very, he was very much pushing the the story around. Doc was their leader. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um. So yeah, very generic characters and Lucky Star. Um, basically, it's, like, about, I guess, they're high school girls, yet they're drawn, like, 8 to 10-year-olds, even though they're, the like, 17. The drawing style is even more simplistic for anime, because, like, most styles are fairly simplistic, all going back to the time where Osama Tezuka based his works off of Walt Disney's art style. This is going all the way forward. This is more simplistic than that. It's like Osama Tezuka threw up. Uh, no, if Osama Tezuka threw up, that would be holy water. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would still read that book. Fine, it's like if you found Tezuka's throw up at a garage sale. Uh, no. Still not too you good? Can't do the te- still too good? No way you can do the Tezuka <laughs> thing. But in any... No way. But in any case, it's not a bad thing that the art style is simplistic, but no, they're 17, fine. and they look like they're 7. And I guess this is catering to the otaku, like, pedophile crowd But the or thing is, is that <laughs> I saw a lot of people... I saw normal people dressed up as these characters. I saw attractive people dressed up as these characters. It surprised me. And it doesn't make sense even in the show, like, in context to other people. Like, you'll, you'll have these girls who are, like, four heads tall, like, next to these six-head-tall guys. Look at which doesn't make any sense. They're, like, realistically proportioned... Male characters next to these girls. Um, let let's go. Is that bagpipes? I think those are bagpipes. Maybe we got like a Scottish parade going by. Oh man! If Is we're the... missing the Scottish parade, God it's Danny damn. Boy. They're playing the pipes. Someone must have died. This is really. This must be a really bad show. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's move on. Because if we talk about the art style and how creepy it is, the art style's fine. It's just like. I don't know. It's weird. Um, the animation. There is, like, the opening sequence has animation, surprisingly a large amount, but the show itself is still frame after still frame after still frame. Like, you can make a very good transition of this anime into a picture book. Oh, yeah. Or a manga. And like, this usually is, this goes manga ba- to anime. This is, based on a, this is based on a manga. Well, most anime are, like, I don't know, aside from, like, Kino's Journey, I guess. But. And, like... Most of the animation was made to have these, like, 
cute effects on all the characters' mouths that they do that smiley thing with their eyes where they're all upside down. Or like they'll put a bunch of sparkles in the background that look really well animated or something. They wasted their budget very expertly. So, um, comedy? What where, comedy? Where, where is this? Someone throw... I, if Here's how to make Lucky Star better. Oh my, I am the... I am the lady of the house, and I'm hosting my convention of pies in this lovely art gallery. I sure hope nothing goes wrong. And then the three stooges walk in and start throwing pies. Oh my, my monocle has come off. Move it, knucklehead. Well, if the three stooges came into any show, it would make it phenomenally better. Oh man, I love that. Well, no, we won't have a three stooges podcast, but we do We can do a robotic three stooges. Yeah, what, the robotic Three Stooges? Weren't those like the uh, Harlem Globetrotters superheroes? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there's... The comedy in Lucky Star is, like, if attempting to be that. in that simplistic, like, it's real life, except we don't have life, so we don't base our comedy off of much. So, <laughs> to give you an example, in the opening episode, there's this discussion about this, like, chocolate roll? What was it? Called? I don't know. It was like a croissant or an aquarium. And they're like, hey, which way do you eat a croissant? I do not know. I eat a Ask croissant Mr. From the Owl. Top. Ask <laughs> Mr. Owl, how do you eat a croissant? I hmm? never eat them without biting. As, uh, <laughs> one, a two, a three. Oh, man. Um, There's too much talking and nothing happens. They're, they're like... They show these stereotypes of being different people, but they don't never do anything to push themselves into any kind of plot. They're like, I would accept this show if it actually developed all these little to to go back a little. The show works in like three minute jokes, and it doesn't develop any kind of plot towards anything, which is a problem because normally I don't I feel satisfaction even if you make a plot out of the stupidest joke. Right, I don't know. Maybe if there were an overlaying plot, like okay, maybe uh, the the girls are going to like uh, a, a grocery store, and then they're like shorthanded, and like towards the end they become better friends because they they help out. Well, that's you know, no, that's like dumb. That. I'm talking about like how Seinfeld did it. Seinfeld did it out of like they have this argument, and from that they decided that something different needed to be done in their lives. Yeah, like there was okay. I guess there wasn't necessarily character development in Seinfeld, but yeah, there was. Was there? Yeah. I don't know. They're already really established characters, aren't they? I guess. Well, in any case, um, what about the parody stuff? Um, the problem is, is that when anime tends to parody things, they don't understand that parody means you have to make fun of it, not just show a picture of it. Right. It's like you can't... Uh, in the first episode, the, one of the girls is like, yeah, I saw Guile from Street Fighter on the street. He was asking for directions. I thought it was weird. I beat the crap out of him. What? What? Huh? That's not funny. Well, I don't... Like, it's like, if you put Bender the background in one of these episodes, I'd be like, fuck yeah, Bender, but I'm like, is he gonna do something? <laughs> it's like, this is like Family Guy syndrome. Like, if at least Family Guy knows it has to make fun of these things. <sighs> Man, I don't know. And all these girls, you know what's weird? It's like, all the girls have rainbow-colored hair. Except That's how anime works. Yeah, but all the background characters don't. That's the point. That is one of the... Like everyone has that brown hair. That is one of the main points of anime, where the main characters will have rainbow-colored hair to show they're different from the rest of the world, and how much more important they are, even though they're exactly the same. But they're not. Like they're so much shorter than everyone else. I don't understand. What maybe their this is a class. Is. Maybe this was maybe a generation where they discovered that all of them were extremely dull and would never 
go on beyond the age of 16. So they decided to lock him up in a small town and we're really just watching this experience and we, we never learned that. In fact, all these girls are going to die at the age of 20 because their lifespan is so long and so pointless. I don't know. If the main characters weren't 17-year-old lollies and the opening didn't have a Haruhi dance sequence, nobody would give a shit about this. Okay? Uh, Honestly. No one would give a crap. I, I sincerely don't understand how any popularity came from this show. It's, it doesn't make sense. It's kind of like, like oh, you know, they're trying to kind of be like Azumanga Dayo with everything. But Azumanga Dayo was good. It was extremely good and still is. This is not... It's just people talking about stupid, boring, like, everyday stuff. Like, the the only moment I enjoyed was when they mentioned Cromartie High School. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. You mentioned it, but are you going to expand that? Are you going to go in any direction with this? No, we just acknowledge it exists. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This, so it's, it's bad. It's very bad. Nothing happens. The characters are just... Like paper thin. They're nouns. Yeah, they're nouns. They're not even adjectives. They're nouns. They're person, place, or thing, but they don't have any definition to themselves. They can't even really play off. Uh, well, they can't even play of... off each other because one, it's like you have the Konana who is the dick of the group, and there's the bitch, and what empty-headed other people and then they talk for a while and that's it i don't know maybe if the show had like 10 konarus and they were all you know like maybe the, sh- maybe the show had kramer and george it would be more exciting because maybe kramer and george the show so, uh, it, it, kramer would be spending his time like looking through price prices for like different manga and finding the rare ones that he could sell online what were you saying earlier about how he was comparing it to uh uh, the show to, uh... Seinfeld? To Newman? To Newman? Yeah. Well, that was the... There was a review that I recently put up that was from someone else by a guy named... By a guy named, uh, Bob Mackey, who does reviews for 1UP and, uh, various gaming magazines and also does articles for Something Awful. Right, right. He posted a review for Haruhi on his webpage, which had the ultimate definition of the show where, essentially, it's a show about nothing, except... The worst character is has is given so much precedence on account that the plot bases itself around if he gets mad, the world is destroyed. Huh. So it's like if Newman were could destroy the world and everybody had to be his friend. That's, That's Har- that was the definition of Haruhi that this person gave. So it's the same Haruhi and Lucky Star are the same exact thing. Well the thing about Lucky Star is it makes so many references to Haruhi, it's as if it's like the same, it's, it's a spin off. <laughs> it's as if it's a spin-off to show, runoff, like, we don't even need science fiction to prove that Haruhi was popular. We didn't need shit. <laughs> we, Are we ever going to talk about Haruhi? Because obviously that's garbage. That's absolute crap. Um, it's so hard to, to discuss this with people. Should we also make this a Haruhi cast? To, I guess. Maybe because we'll talk about, about how this stuff Like, sucks. screw it. Let's talk about this, too, because, like, I this has been way on my mind. Like, I've watched about... A good thir- two-thirds of this series. I do not see any appeal to it. Why do people watch this stuff? Is it directed towards the the, the, uh, the otaku? Who there are don't... people, there are regular people who enjoy this show, and I think I know why. It's because, like, within the first four episodes, they set up the plot, so... What, what is plot? It like? So, <laughs> there's this dull, average TV show, but 
it basically declare that, oh, wacky stuff is going on, but we're never going to show it. We'll just cut away to something that makes completely no sense. Like, well, it's like, well, I'm a time, I'm, I'm Quantum Leap, and he's Doctor Who, and this guy's a robot. Then we gotta stop your girlfriend, who's a complete bitch, from destroying the world, because she's apparently a god. Like, okay, can you, can you guys follow this? Do you understand like it, what we're saying? I know it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But it's so impossible to... To, like, should I know. even try to explain what Harvey is? It, it's so hard. It's just like, Harvey, I'm a bitch. Um, Everybody's my friend because they're all pathetic losers who like to hang around me. Let's, let's, if we're going to go straight into this, which we just decided, let's give a synopsis of what this is. We're done with the Lucky Star review. Our review is don't watch it. Now into the melancholy review. It, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, or at least two, like 2006, 2007. Something like that, but I'm sure they've had... They had like a gender swap special. They had a special in the past <laughs> few months. Basically what this show is about is about this this guy by the name of Cone. I, I, and he goes to high school and he meets this girl named Haruhi who is this complete occult science fiction UFO lover who wants to discover aliens and, and psychics and so forth hmm. and she's kind of diehard bipolar over it and somewhere along the lines Cone becomes sort of friends with her and somehow becomes the catalyst for her to create this club. But well, he's kind of like the straight man, isn't he? Yeah. And she basically collects students who eventually be are known are actually in fact time tra- travelers and psychics and robots, but they're watching her because she is in fact a god of our universe. And if she become if she gets a period, she'll apparently destroy the world. And this whole but the problem with this show is that it's still a very mundane show. It just has that overlaying over it, and that's what people are excited about. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I and this is also presented in backwards order. Ba- oh, it starts at the end of the series? It starts... Then... Yes, it starts at the end of the series and then goes backwards. So that, like, at the... So that the last... The last episode is really the first episode or the first... I'm not sure how this really works. Because I really didn't feel like... I went two-thirds of the way through the series and I just didn't understand any of the appeal. I under- I'd read the... Co- I'd read... I just tried to get into the show. Because I thought, like, there must be something that I'm not getting here. What are you missing? You know, honestly, these kind of shows, they're... Well, I, this is I different. I want to throw this into a whole other genre. I mean, really, Lucky Star Harvey, you're kind of spinning off something that, this whole thing. Well, that, it's pretentious. It's something that thinks it's smarter than itself. There, it's pretentious anime. This is what you can group it into then, huh? Yes. I don't know. It's, like, has... Has Haruhi has to have been dubbed by now, right? Did yeah, JDB it's all uh, Bandai brought it over and dubbed it. I don't know. It's it's we don't need anime like this, and we don't need well, anime that says that it's well, funny and that's why we should think it's funny. No, okay, it's supposed well, to be subtle. That's how. Jap- no offense, but Japanese aren't generally very good with comedy. They don't have sarcasm in Japan. <laughs> they damn well should, though. It's like they don't have jokes that work they have puns and i think that's about it oh man they don't have sarcasm no if i went to japan and i was sarcastic everyone would just think i'm a jackass yes, <laughs> yes i'll have to would. remember that when i never visit japan 
Japan is weird. Yeah. You know, End of lucky star. You know what someone told me once? Someone just told me out of the blue, the legal age in Japan is 14. I kind of paused. How would he or she know that? I know, and that's what I said. Why would you know that? Are you planning on going to Japan? And Are you planning something here? Because <laughs> I'm confused. It's like, why? It's, they're going to get make cartoons and they make Hadakira Kurosawa and Somatezuka, but now they're dead. <laughs> we still got Hao Miyazaki, but we don't know how long that's going to last. Um, <laughs> um, so, in, in some nation, Haruhi Suzumiya. We're like, getting too depressed very, about this. I don't know how very, long you're talking about this. While having very nice artwork is Has exceedingly no dull. Yeah. I don't know why people like this stuff, but whatever. If you like it, fine. Whatever. Who am I to say that, that, you're, that your like, standards are bad, but they are? At, if you, whoa! <laughs> I'm that's just kinda, saying. That's kind of mean. It's just, that's our opinion. and But that is my opinion. It's my opinion that the, that if you watch uh, watch either of these show, shows that... I don't know. There's better stuff out there, isn't there? I mean, you there's can do a lot so of much better, better stuff. than Lucky Star and Haruhi. It's just honestly, like there's I, something. How good many to people say watch about. Kaiji? Probably no one. I'm, there's like, tons of people who would say that you know, oh, you like Kaiji? Well, that thing is slow. What's as that? Well. It's, or, I've never heard of it. Or man, this stuff is slow. Why it's would like, you where's like my it? Blink Span subs? <laughs> oh man. So let's. And our angry tyranny and move on to something I enjoy. I guess this isn't going to be a normal video game review as it's going to be comparing and contrasting. So this is going to be a compare and contrast of Halo 3 and Team, Team Fortress, Fortress 2. 2. And just first person shooters in general. Well, and to, before this, let's say I am the I'm defending for our Team Fortress 2 and going to speak on that behalf. As well, I, I'm not going to be defending Halo as 3, I am a, but I've played it enough to illustrate the bad As I am things. an avid player of Team Fortress 2. What, you play it every day or what? I play it when I have the time. Well, you know, maybe we'll play some of that later. But Okay, so what do we start with? Uh, well, let's discuss what the shooter genre was, going all the way back to Wolfenstein. Even and, Doom, too. And Doom. And basically... And basically, these games were very simply, like, point and shoot at the creature. Point and shoot at the creature, and you have a few weapons that are more powerful than one another. And that's that's how it started. Then we had Counter-Strike. Was that Counter-Strike and Quake? and uh, Even before that, you had, you have to remember, Nintendo 64 stuff with uh, GoldenEye Goldeneye. and Perfect Dark. Because I really think they have, Gold- cause that's really where stuff like the Sniper came in, and... Uh, where? Well, I don't know. That's where they really built off most of this stuff. I think uh, the industry saw it's like, hey, Doom did really good, and uh, you know, Goldeneye and Perfect Dark did really, really well. Let's just take everything every first-person shooter has done before us and just like copy the hell out of it. Well, they made it. They were make they they made it better. They improved on it. Right, but how much more can you really improve on something mm-hmm. like Halo Three? Halo 3? Yeah, I mean, like, like the jump is, from 2 to 3 is, like, marginal at best. Really? Well, it's just a matter of... It's more of a matter of innovation in design. Like, something like Portal was innovative. Right, but, but people that's more aren't like going, a first-person puzzle game. I but mean, it was still in the same aspect of a first-person shooter. Yeah, I, I guess, but... But, in any case, we went from Doom to count stuff like GoldenEye, and from that we came to... Like the Counter Strike and the PC games, right, right, where right. 
while it was still the same design, it was much more in a team focus where you would have, where there would be missions and... Um, I don't know. It kind of feels like the whole first-person genre to me. It feels like a a fighting game. It's like they had Street Fighter Two, then they had a new version of Street Fighter Two where they tweaked something and added a little twist, and then they I kept going over and over and over again, keep just refining the genre with certain. Like series. I'm, I would say the shooter genre, the shooting, the first-person shooter, is definitely something that hasn't been as innovative as stuff like, like wait, wait, Street Fighter. I don't know. You look at fighting well, games. Well, like fighting games don't are, really evolve. They don't at all, and that's why I'm saying first-person shooters barely evolve either. If you look at uh, like what really has changed between, say, GoldenEye and Team Fortress Two. Team Fortress Two. Huh. I mean, obviously, you got teams. Maybe, maybe they add some different weapons, some different types of classes. Well, the thing about Team Fortress Two is that it's not. We have the same weapons. It's just that we present them in a different fashion. They are classes now, not weapons. Right, right, right. Because, like, while the sniper may have a little gun he can use, it's not really useful except when escaping. Uh, I don't know what I can say about the first-person genre. Let's take Halo 3, for example. Why is that game so popular? Why? Is it because it's available? I I would say because it's available. Because, like, we have this very popular Xbox system, and we have Halo... Which is the most popular thing on the Xbox. That's like, it's Mario Brothers, really. It's the Mario Brothers of uh, Xbox. Of really this time, I mean, you, like... Uh, I don't Master Chief goes right with uh, Mario and uh, Sonic. Sonic. No. Yeah, well, not so much Sonic anymore. Sonic's on the downworld spiral that he's gonna go on forever. Let's, let's, not, yeah. let's go Anyway, so, I don't know, first-person shooters, I think there's way too many of them. And it's in the same... Like respect that when I was growing up, there were way too many bad platformers. Like there's a billion throwaway mascots. You there's can come always up out of your there's head. always thro- going to be throwaway mascots and throwaway games. There are in every genre. Right, but it's just like the the whole entire market is oversaturated with it. I would, uh, you could say that about all games. Like there's with RPGs, there's always going to have the same plot when they come over from Japan. They're always going to have the same kind of plot when they're here in America. Right, but it's a different story every time so? and stuff like that. First-person shooters are very, like, very rarely something other than, okay, I'm a dude with generic brown hair, and maybe I got a friend. I thought we're... Halo and and Half-Life took away from that. I guess, but Halo seems to me is just like a very average game. Have you it's played the like, campaign? I, pl- I have played a little of it, but I've only been really messing with the multiplayer. Then why is... do you... I thought we were talking about the, what, the gameplay in general. If you're talking about the plot, then I'm not you don't have anywhere to go on this because you haven't played it. I, yeah, I'm not talking about the plot. I'm you just, just saying, did. Well, well, I'm not going to talk about it now. Here, I'm just saying that like Halo 3 is just... Eh, it's, it's a game. It's well-rounded, and it's very well-polished, but what? it doesn't try to differentiate itself from any of the previous games. What frustrated me when I was playing Halo 3 is that... They would give me automatic aiming when I was aiming at, tar- when I was aiming at uh, enemy characters. What like, do you mean by automatic? Like aiming? the targeting would go straight at the character, like the target would be right there. And the reticle would zoom in on them automatically. Yeah, I don't, I don't. That doesn't happen except with, uh, I don't know. There's some homing in weapons, like the needler, for example. If you get close enough, the reticle turns red, and any any shot that you shoot at that guy will automatically home in. Maybe I'm just a good shot. Maybe you're just a really good shot with I'm, those rockets. I'm a pretty good sniper with those when I'm a sniping in uh, Team Fortress. 
Yeah, but it's like it's it's harder. It's a lot harder in Halo than I'd probably think. In I Team think Fortress. it's I think it's harder in Team Fortress because the aiming is much more. It's much more since it's since I play Team Fortress on a PC. Obviously, if I was playing on an Xbox, I would have more precision. But like I'd say it's harder in Team Fortress to snipe just because, like when I snipe, I know that the enemy's going to be running very fast at me. And it's Especially gonna be if they're a scout. And it's going to be hard to target them, as opposed to Halo, which has these very large terrains. Right. And I like, guess maybe and it's easier to snipe in, in Halo 3. I haven't actually played enough Team Fortress 2 to compare. I'll let it. you try it. I think that I definitely like the presentation of Team Fortress 2 it's, way I more I love the than cartoon Halo style 3. of Team Fortress. I right. think the over-detailing of Halo 3 is a bit off for me, and it's a little ugly. It, ugly to me. Yeah, I don't know. Team Fortress 2, they were like, listen, we don't need to push graphics, we're just gonna go with our own style here, and people are gonna like it because of that. I've heard some people that are like, Team Fortress 2, why would you play that cartoony game? That game's for kids. I love Team Fortress 2. I'm like, what are you talking about? Have you even played the game? You snipe a guy, and sometimes when you die, when you get sniped, you can see your entrails. Like, as I die, I'm like, okay, I'm dead. But here's my liver. I'm still bleeding. I love this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost poetic when you die in Team Fortress 2. In Halo 3, it's just like... You fall got, over. You've got those ragdoll physics, which are kind of funny sometimes, like if you go flying into the air yeah. and cartwheeling. But most of the time, it's just like, oh, I'm dead. Huh. I don't know. I, you know what's innovative? What? The spy class. That class is awesome. Because, like, if you don't know, it's... A class definitely for older gamers, people who are more experienced in the whole shooting shooting and playing Counter-Strike in teams where you have to understand the whole social dynamic that everyone's going to go in this direction, so obviously I have to hide out over here to make sure that I can disguise myself in this and to be doing this when I when I get behind enemy lines. Now, see, that's a huge thing that first-person shooters should go into, is uh, being stealthy. Being stealthy? Like, like, being a sniper, that's fine. That's uh, that's fine and good. But if you ever played Metal Gear Online, like, you can, uh, you can turn invisible sometimes. Yeah. You can, uh, like, I don't know, grenades are what's kind of overused in Halo 3. Sometimes people just chuck them at random. Well, but because in, it's a main weapon. It is a main weapon, but like in Metal Gear Solid 3, that wouldn't really get you so far because so many people are hiding. So what you would try and do is see where somebody died earlier and plant a landmine there. There aren't any landmines in Halo 3. It's very much you have to shoot at someone or explode them from very far away. Because when I spy in uh, Team Fortress, I get surprised where all I have to do is disguise myself somewhere really close to enemy around lines run backwards to make it seem like I'm shooting at the enemy right and it feels like I put on a m- fake mustache and I'm like gentlemen it's like hmm this guy is completely normal <laughs> yeah and then I stab him in the back that's another reason why I like uh, the idea of Team Fortress 2 you also have those manned turrets you can make those oh centuries. the engineer it's right the problem is, is that there's such an easy class to do because all you <sighs> need to do is build them and build them the right spot and says repair them whenever they're needed Right, you know, but that's like being in two places at once. Halo doesn't have being in two places at once in, unless you're, I guess, grenading from. Very it doesn't far have away. a group dynamic because it, it does. It, you have teams. You can go teams. You have capture the flag. You have, uh, you have uh, like hardball or whatever. Like, do they have maps where there's maps where it's specifically structured? So, like, okay, here's this path, but there's this little path under here that we can go around and attack them with. If 
the main force goes in and makes and and takes and battles them. I don't know. Like Halo 3's level design isn't all that great. You either Is have that the problem. I think that's the main problem. Like so then, I would say the the like Valhalla, for example. Remember that level where we're in, where it, it was, was just giant grass. It was empty space. It was huge, and it was empty space. But it's both. It's mainly like okay, you have the man launcher, which launches you halfway to the big middle of the level, and then on the left and right sides of the of the level, you have like two or uh, two caves or four caves. That's it. There's no underground area. And even though there is a one level with, like, an underground area and an upper uh, ground area, like, everyone vetoes the hell out of it. Really? Yeah, because they're, like, they're like level with hills and caves. Really? Screw this. I want to be able to see where my opponents are all the time and just snipe the hell out of them. What's interesting about this is that it brings up the whole dynamic of the maps, where I've noticed in Team Fortress that, like... Valve makes very good maps. The they're when, generic, though. No, they're, it's they're, like they're no, no. They're well structured. When yeah, they introduced well right? when they Valve introduced user created maps into the fold of main maps. Like you could see how unprofessional those were, and it really bro- made me think about <laughs> the structure of these maps. So it's like good level design, right? It's very good level design at times. I don't know. I think Bungie just like kind of threw Halo Three at us. It feels a lot like Halo Two. Like, they made Halo 2, they knew that, like, okay, we know people like Halo 1, we'll just kind of, like, we'll add online to it, we'll add a few things, maybe a couple extra weapons, and in that respect, it feels very much like a fighting game. It's just, like, an upgrade to the last game, slightly. You know, like, there's nothing technically wrong with it, but it, like, if you were playing Halo 2 over Halo 3, like, I wouldn't rag on you for it. Oh, no. Whatever, it's, like, the same game anyway, you know? It's just an upgrade. Right, but it doesn't, like, feel like... I don't know. Here, what's what's a good uh, video game franchise that we can take a one sequel compared to like a previous game and say, "Wow, those two games had a totally different feel to each totally other." Totally different. Well, we can do Breath of Fire. Yeah, like Breath of Fire. Uh, Dragon Quarter. Yeah. Well, that kind of ended the series. Well, because people didn't like it. Well, but that's I do exactly like that. what you mean. Right. I don't know. Maybe they're uh, all the developers are afraid to try new things because they'll think it'll alienate their core audience. What you also have to realize is that. Something like Team Fortress was originally just a mod, like stuff like Counter Strike and Team Fortress was just mods for like original game for games like uh, Quake and and Half Life. I don't know. Here's my main idea on first person shooters: if they keep going in this di- direction, they're gonna going to stagnate. Because on one stagnate hand, stagnate in what direction? On okay, on one hand, if you listen to your demographic too much, you can't surprise them, and you're going to lose people that way. But on the other hand, if you don't listen to them enough, you won't know what your people want. And I think the whole first-person shooter genre does not know what its fans want and has not been able to make a good balance between these. Um, I'm going to disagree here. I think the thing with first-person shooters is that it's something, it's, it's something much more complex than it seems. It's not, running, it's not as complex as running in a side-scroller, but it's... it's uh, how to say it's it. hard to explain this it's whole phenomenon. Something that you, you, know? you have to they have to realize that there's a strategy that they have to learn to take where they have to create the kind of maps that focus on different abilities. Right. Like in Halo three, for example, uh back to Halo three, there's like remember when we were playing Big Team Battle and yes. how like some of them would be like capture the territories, capture the flag, detonate the bomb, kill everybody. Those are all mission objectives. But they're just slapped onto the already existing levels. Yeah. Like, Sand Trap, which is a giant sand level, can have 
ten different objectives, but it's the same level every damn time. You know, it's not catered to all those things. And Team Fortress 2, they, they have levels specifically generated around these objectives? They have objective levels, like push the minecart from your side of the base to the other side. Or they have capture the flag, which is capture the enemy information, which right. is a suitcase. Huh. Well, I don't know. Another thing, like, it's uh, it kind of feels like Halo 3 wants to be like a first-person shooter uh, fighting game, but it's like you don't have different classes. You know, if you're just always the same guy, but the way that you change your character is different weapons... If they created a class weapons, system at this point of Halo 3, I think it would piss so many people off. I don't know. I think that's kind of where the whole maybe, entire genre has to Maybe evolve. Bungie needs to go in another direction. Maybe they need to end Halo 3, Halo... Well, here. they're not going to make another Halo for a while, I don't think. Or because at least, Gears of War is or at least like redefine, Or at least redefine what this genre is. Yeah, I don't know. We need like something big and different and drastic to really get me to love this I don't think that's going to happen these Team Fortress soon. 2, though, is a very good uh, change in the right direction, I think. You know, give oh, me definitely. more stuff like that, but, uh, give me, like, they're adding new weapons and stuff to Team Fortress 2. That's great, Well, the know? problem with some of these new weapons is that they feel overpowerful. The new flamethrower, for example, like, the first flamethrower, they had, it was a basic flamethrower, but it had a special ability where if you, there was, they had a secondary weapon where if a rocket was coming at you, you could reflect it. Mm-hmm. For a little energy in this this new flamethrower, basically how it works is that if you hit the back of your enemy, it's an automatic critical hit. Mm-hmm. And they also introduced some weapons that detract from the concept of the flamethrower, which is a short range guy. Right. The flare gun is a very long range weapon, and it doesn't cause much damage. It's something but it's more rapid fire. No, it's like shoot, reload, shoot, reload. It's it's a it's... slow reload. It's mm-hmm. something for people running away from their from being on fire. I don't know. Well, that's that's interesting. That seems like there's a lot of different ways to actually play the game within certain classes. Oh, absolutely. You know, kind of in like uh, in Halo Three, it's just kind of like okay, go extremely long range or go extremely short range. There doesn't seem to be any intermediary where you can trap people. And the thing is, is that everyone is like, regardless of what you think, think. I think the thing is, is that everyone has their own weapon, but the kind of weapon they have, they're given a handicap for. Like the guy with the Heavy machine gun is, of course, very, very slow. slow. Right? So, like, if you had a very light guy with this kind of machine gun, it wouldn't be fair, would it? Right, no, 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 of course not. And the not. scout has an extremely powerful weapon, but you need to be at blank, point blank to shoot it. It evens everything out, but let's say for Halo 3, you could get the rocket launcher, and you move the same speed as everyone else, and it's just, if you hit someone with it, they're automatically dead. Exactly. The sniper rifle, you hit someone in the head, automatically dead. Shotgun, beat down, automatically dead. Stick your grenade, automatically dead. There's many one-hit kills in this game that just don't take all that much skill. Okay. Alright, well, I guess that's all I can say about this yeah. stuff for now. I think um, I want to play some Team Fortress after this. And then watch some Simpsons. And not Lucky Star or, or Mel- The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Uh, okay. And I think I'm going to play a song at the end of this, which is very fitting of the definition of Lucky Star. Because they're all nouns, right? No, they're adverbs. They're adverbs then. So you're going to get some great adverb song. Oh, yeah. It's like, you're going to learn the shit out of adverbs after <laughs> this. It's like, you won't say, I came out 50 minutes... Uh, behind because rocket punts, but that adverb song was pretty neat. Right, and I think it might be a cover. We're gonna spring it. some learning on you.
All right, well, guess we'll see you guys next week. Uh, send us some emails. That is positive.